Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. I mean, God has been so amazing and walked us through so many situations where he has just proven himself again and again. And I just feel like when I, you know, have those doubts and those in those moments of why God, you know, when will it end? I just know that he has me. And I've always visualized this since back when I had chemo 20 years ago, when my kidneys were failing. I have this visualization of the Lord's like big, beautiful hands and me, just this tiny little person in it. Kevin and Kelly Christian have been through a lifetime of physical challenges together, yet have found hope even through multiple battles. Kevin is a youth leader at Ridgewood Church, where our host is the lead pastor, and we welcome you to Life Support and the incredible journey you are about to experience with this husband and wife team. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. This is Life Support. Hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, co-sponsor of this program, and our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul. Hey, I'm glad you've joined us on Life Support. And what we do here is we tell stories because stories are an effective way to communicate The fact that Jesus is there through suffering and trauma. In fact, Jesus often makes himself available in ways that we don't see him when we're not suffering. And so we have two beautiful people here telling their story today. Kevin and Kelly Christian are part of our family here at Ridgewood Church. Kevin is the student ministry pastor. And thank you both for being here. It's really great to see you. Our pleasure. It's good to see you, Kelly. I have to see Kevin every day, so um, much rather see you. She's my better half, for sure. No doubt, and I think we'd all agree with that. Now, you've been telling a story of um, uh, a sickness that you've been dealing with for a long time, and right now you've been diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. You're undergoing treatment for that. You talked a little bit last time about uh, early on in your marriage and you were fighting with lupus and how that affected your life and how you've kind of been able to to grapple with that for the for the long, longest time. But Kelly, let me ask you this to, to get our time started uh, today. Are there times when you, you throw up your hands in the air and go like, I can't, Lord, do this anymore? And then when that happens, what do you find happens between you and, you, and God at those moments? Um, yes, I would say there are those times when I... Um and I think especially this past year when um, when I would be dealing with this sickness that would, you know, come every three weeks and it was, there were just no answers and we, we were getting nowhere until literally from May to December, we, we didn't get anywhere. And that's December is when we got to go down to Mayo and start getting biopsies taken and things like that. So yes, there's definitely those days. Um, I think that the thing that gets me through and that how I kind of grapple with it is, and Kevin kind of referenced this um, uh, earlier, he had just mentioned just remembering what God has done. I mean, God has 
been so amazing and walked us through so many situations where he has just proven himself again and again. And I just feel like when I, you know, have those doubts and those, in those moments of why God, you know, when will it end? I just know that he has me. And I've always visualized this since back when I had chemo 20 years ago, when my kidneys were failing, I have this visualization of the Lord's like big, beautiful hands and me just this tiny little person in it. And it was always like this safe image that I always just went to. And I was like, Lord, you have me. You've ordained my days. I can't live a life of bitterness or be resentful um, because I'm dealing with this. This is what I'm walking through. So I have a choice. I can choose joy or I can choose bitterness and be resentful. And I, I just try to choose joy. Um, I'm not saying it's always easy um, to do that, but I just remember what he's done <clears throat> in our lives. Yeah, and there are people listening around the country that may have just been diagnosed or maybe their their daughter or son have just been diagnosed with something or they've lost something, and they're thinking, well, how do you choose joy in the midst of such suffering? Is it a conscious choice that you make, or is it a combination of faith and and will, or how does that all come together for you? I think it's just a matter of, of faith. I, I believe I really have a deep faith and trust that whatever he takes us through, is we're not going to have to walk it alone. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. You come, you come to like a fork in the road, right? And when I lost my wife, when I lost my son, each time I came to a fork, and I had a choice. I could either, I could either follow after my own anger, and and revenge, and act out, and or I could just turn and follow God through this. And each time that I came to that fork in the road, there wasn't really a decision to be made. And I felt a lot like Peter. When he said, well, where, where else would I go, Lord? Right. I know that you are the Christ. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's kind of like, Kevin, for you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the amazing part about our God, too, is that when, when we are faced with that fork, um, when it comes to choosing, choosing joy, choosing faith, um, or choosing that bitterness, is that sometimes we, um, we do choose bitterness, for for a period of our lives. Um, God is faithful to us even during those times it, when we when we kind of almost um, live live a, a posture of I'm blaming God during this time because it's easy to do that. Um, you know God is supposed to be just good to us. We're supposed to not deal with junk on this earth. at least that's what we think a lot of times. Um, so you know, I know that there's been times where where months have went by um, in in our journey together in our marriage and dealing with this where i've I've been bitter I've been distant from God and it was my choice um, to do that but I've seen God like he just pursued me during that whole time he loved me unconditionally he was faithful to me and when I got to that point where I realized this is not getting me anywhere um, this isn't healthy this isn't I'm not growing, um, and I've been on my face in repentance. 
God has met me right there as, as a loving father would do. Um, so it is, it is a choice. One of our, um, one of our mantras that we've kind of been saying to each other for, um, at least the last year of this journey is eyes on Jesus. We, we say this to each other almost every day, um, because it, it is now to a point where if we don't, if we put our eyes on our circumstances, it is a very rough day. It is a very rough period of time. Um, when Kelly was going through the, the sick episodes before she was diagnosed with, with cancer, um, there would be times where it would be, you know, she's dealing with 104 plus degree temperature. She's packed in ice on our couch. She's shivering but can't cover up. She is um, in just a tremendous amount of pain. And we would literally just say five minutes, five minutes at a time. We're going to get through this next five minutes and then we're going to go on from there. And it would be that until we would get her temperature down to, you know, 101, 100.5 and get her through that, that period of time. And that those experiences um, really transformed both of us. It, it awakened, for me as her husband, it awakened an empathy um, and a compassion for, for her that was not, would not have been awakened had I not saw, saw her, witnessed her go through these things. It has um, drawn me closer to her in, in ways that I, I wasn't able to be before. It, it, was, it wouldn't have been something we would have chosen yeah. to have happen. Um, but those times when you talk about choosing joy and, and, and experiencing God and seeing God, those times are what allow us to be able to endure this, of just seeing God, experiencing God, sensing God uh, in his incredible presence during, during suffering, during a trial. Yeah, and I've seen you both in church worshiping, and I mean, you're really worshiping. And sometimes I think to myself, you know, and I guess this is a stupid thing for a pastor to be thinking, but that's not new for me. Um, I, I'm thinking, wow, like, how can you so quickly, like, step into the arms of God in worship, having maybe gone through that, you know, that same weekend? Is it because of that love that you're developing even deeper for God as you go? Absolutely, absolutely. What he's done um, in how he has grown um, my, our faith uh, over this time has been incredible. And so to be able to give him praise and exalt his name and worship, that that goes back to what I referred to earlier is we just know that there's a reason he's taking us through this. He's, um, we may not see it right now, but I just believe that he's teaching us through this. There's a purpose in it. And, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Uh, neither of us do, but I don't want to spend the rest of my days on this earth. Um, you know, being being scared and being you know having worry consume me fear consume me i i just want to live this life and glorify him because either way i win you know I, if he decides to take me home I, i'm with him forever but if he heals me and i have you know many many more years with my family praise god and i will exalt him no matter what 
That's a very un- otherworldly viewpoint. I mean, you may have, I mean, there are very courageous non-believers, too, that go through this and, I mean, have amazing stories, but they don't have that element to them of this, my hands are in the the arms of another that I can trust. And that's what gives you the peace through these different times. But you're also in ministry. And so you're dealing with uh, kids, students, and I'm sure my my boys don't make life any easier for you. And you have to go there and you have to minister to these people. Do you find that to be difficult at times when you're so spent from caring for your wife to go there and now you've got a whole another group that you have to pour yourself into? So you you asked the question earlier, what um, what would we like um, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ in, in church to, to say to us when they come up to us? Um, we are we are two people that have um, truly benefited, truly felt the the uplifting um, of God through people praying for us. Um, a lot of times as as Christians, as followers of Christ, we will tell somebody, well, yeah, we'll pray for you. And then the, the, the day goes on, we get busy, and we forget to do that. Um, I would encourage believers um, to to pray right then for uh, for the person that, that they are in contact with. Because I have I have experienced, I have felt um, this supernatural energy uh, when it comes to working uh, with with students and dealing with um, all of the the ups and downs of, of student ministry. And the, the really cool thing about it is is that how can I tell a student who's dealing with something um, that you know m- maybe maybe God's going to get you through this? When I'm experiencing God, walk us through things that. Um, they're they're really unexplainable. That only only a supernatural God could could get you through. So my my witness, my testimony for students um, has increased so much through these trials um, that I just I I absolutely know no matter what they're dealing with, what, no matter what it is, God's got their back. He He has them, and um, I point pointing them to Christ is so much uh, more rich and real. When, you, when you're dealing with trials in your own life, when you're talking to someone else about what they're dealing with. We'll be back to the conversation with Kevin and Kelly Christian in just a moment. You know, our host, Pastor Paul, is a survivor himself, and that's what life support is all about. Survivors in discussion with other survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are honored to be a co-sponsor of this program. And for more information about our work, you can log on to www.lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. Yeah, you have credibility. You have, you have street cred. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with students, there are so many student pastors who are, are young and have all this book knowledge, and, and then they're trying to lead some family through a trial, and they've really got nothing to give except for what they think should be happening but you both can look at them and say no i you know we've walked that road yeah. right. let us tell you who god is yeah. mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference yeah. very much so and you can do that with other people too right yeah very much so. friends family the whole thing absolutely yeah it's kind of like when i you know when i do a funeral or sometimes on sunday morning when i sit the family down and i'll say you know here's 
I've been here before, I've sat where you're sitting, and here's what's happened in my life. And it just kind of immediately, there's a transformation. You kind of go from this hired holy man to, oh, wow, like you, you understand. Mm-hmm. And it's all of a sudden, something just clicks, and you have their attention. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the, the if you want to call it a reward of trials, mm-hmm. is the opportunity to minister to people in a, in a way that you can give yourself to them and give your story to them. Mm-hmm. Because you have a story to give to them. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You don't necessarily want to have that story, but it, when you have it, then you have it to give away. Right. Well, God is God is the, the great orchestrator. Um, my my oldest brother, um, his uh, his long longtime girlfriend, long term girlfriend is dealing with terminal cancer. And we've been able to to have conversations and speak with them um, in a way that has allowed us to relate and, and just open up channels that wouldn't have happened if we weren't able to, if we weren't dealing with this ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we just see God's hand in, in so many different ways, so many different areas as we, as we journey this. So as you look ahead now to uh, Uncertain Road, and like you said, Kelly, you, you don't know what tomorrow holds, and you've got some uncertainty, and you're, you're going through a process. What's your... What's your thought process during the day as you uh, get up in the morning and you you speak with God or you start to think about what your day might hold? What's kind of your routine and how do you how do you go through that with God each day? Um, well, we always start the day, you know, before Kevin leaves in prayer together, and then I'll take have my quiet time uh, usually after he leaves, and. I just commit the day to him. You know, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. I could be feeling one way at 9 a.m. and be feeling a totally different way and feel horrible and have to be back in bed by 2 p.m. So I just literally just give him the day. Um, One thing that I have really tried to do is just um, fellowship with him throughout the day. Just talk to him no matter what I'm doing at home. Just doing that, having that closeness, that fellowship, just Holy Spirit, just fill our home. Um, praise music on throughout the day, um, and I just want to—I just want to be present. Um, one thing that I feel like God showed me a long time ago, I think when I was going through chemo twenty years ago, was just to take advantage of. Don't keep waiting until something happens to, you know, I'll go do this mm-hmm. when something happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when Kira was little, you know, the park was a block from our house, but there were days that I couldn't get us to the park. So what did we have to do instead? You know, instead of beating myself up over the fact that I couldn't take her to the park, we sat on the couch and snuggled up and read books. So, and I try to look at that now. I just want to be present. I don't want to not be living while we're walking through chemotherapy and say when chemo gets done then we're Mm -hmm. you know we can do this Mm -hmm. i just i feel like god doesn't want that he wants us to be present in in today yeah that's good and by the way when you have praise music on we want it to be ktis faith radio absolutely want to make that (laughs) very clear do you do you worry about kevin worrying about you absolutely Mm -hmm. i do um, but when I do get hit with that, I also have to hand him over to the Lord. I have to say, Lord, this is a concern of mine. 
you know, I will do my best not to inundate him sometimes um, when he walks through the door because I'm home all day by myself. And it's like, hey, let me tell you about my day <laughs> and mm-hmm. start rattling. And this is what's going on. I talked to this doctor. And so it's like I need to give him some time to decompress a little bit. And um, but I do. I do. It's a concern of mine. But then I have to just go, Lord, you have me. And I know you have him. And I need you to just work out all those details and the things that he struggles with. Um, he literally has has been my rock. And besides Christ and him and Kieran and Christopher, um, my daughter and son-in-law, they are they have kept me uh, focused and grounded. And yeah, well, your daughter is amazing. You mentioned her, and and she's uh, an amazing young woman. So you should be very proud. All right, final question for both of you, and uh, this would be like an ESPN lightning round or whatever <laughs> they call it, pardon the interruption or something. Mm-hmm. Kevin would know what that is, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with you, Kevin. Uh, what's one thing you'd like to say to those listening right now about trials and suffering mm-hmm. for the Christian? Something that has always impressed me about Kelly is um, that she lives her life. She doesn't, she doesn't live in pity parties. Um, and, and that is something that I've seen over the years. I mean, we joke all the time about that, that God has chosen the right person to walk through this because I would be just a puddle uh, on the floor most of the time. Um, but, you know, all cliches aside, um, it, is, it is God's word that um, gets me through every day. Uh, there is there is an incredible power in in clinging to His promises. Um, I think of Deuteronomy thirty one. Moses is uh, having a conversation with the Israelites and and says to the Israelites um, that your God said, "Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you." In spite of anything, in spite of your enemies, in spite of anything that's going on, and. Um, he hasn't. Not not for a minute. Not for a minute has God left us or forsaked uh, forsaken us in our lives, in our marriage. Um, my my life's verse is Second Corinthians twelve ten, uh, and it says um, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, it's those times that you, you sense God's presence the most when you're when you're dealing with trials. He lifts you up, um, and it is a it's really nothing um, that we can take credit for. Mm-hmm. But it is. I just want to encourage anybody out there to, as you're going through these trials, be in God's Word every day, cling to His promises, memorize those verses because there is a true power that God wants us to realize um, through through his promises, through his word to us. Um, if you're going through something as a couple, read God's word together, but just be in his word every day. That's good. Kelly, what would you say? Um, I would say, you know, whether it's a chronic illness, whether it's, you know, the death of a loved one, no matter what it is, just embrace it no matter how, fearful and uncomfortable it might be, embrace it and totally ask God to reveal himself to you. And he will. He will do that. He will meet you where you're at. Um, I have no doubt he's done it many, many times in our lives. 
Well, you're both incredibly inspiring, and it's an honor to know you, and it's an honor to uh, watch you walk this journey. And um, I really appreciate you sharing your story today. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Thanks for being here. It's our pleasure. I mean, we're, we're definitely still on this journey. Yeah. Um, the the end hasn't happened as far as the, you know, where, where we're going to be going with the cancer diagnosis and stuff like that. So we're, we're definitely journeying this together and with everybody else that's that's dealing with with illness and suffering in their lives. So, Well, you've got a lot of people around the country praying for you now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So thanks a lot for being here. That's Kelly and Kevin Christian. Kevin is the student ministry pastor here at Ridgewood Church. And, you know, Micah 7-7 is a great promise. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. And Kevin just referenced, you know, be in the Word, trust God's promises. doesn't mean everything is going to be really great overnight. doesn't mean you're going to feel great. doesn't mean the pain's going to go away. But what it does mean is God has promised to always be with you, and he will show himself to you. And that's why we do this show, because we want you to know that even in the deepest, darkest places of life, this is where many times, I think of it this way, this is where Jesus lurks. This is where he is. This is how he makes himself known in deep ways when we're in those places of darkness. I want to thank our our great partners that help us do this show, Faith Radio at MyFaithRadio.com. There are video versions of the show available at Five Stone Media. That's FiveStoneMedia.com. And you can also check out the Ridgewood Church website at myrwc.org, and you can see it there as well. Thanks so much for being here. We'll catch you next time on Life Support. listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support